0: Week three of the XFL, and hey, we still got pretty good sized contests 50K to first. Uh, we got games one game Saturday, the three games Sunday. Most of the contests filled last week. The main or was it? I think the main slate, there's a little bit of overlay because it started on Thursday, but hoping we can fill this one up. Um, and if we do, I think we'll still get 50K up top for XFL. So that would be positive. Again, let's keep entering those contests. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to talk about week three. So if this is your first time watching, my name is DK. I cover content for NBA, NFL, XFL, daily fantasy sports, as well as for player prop uh, betting like prize picks and other sites. If you guys are not familiar with prize picks, you can use the code DKDFS for 100% match up to $100. They do have XFL props on the board, which is very, very nice. There's no other sports books have offer um, player props for XFL. So give it a try. Make sure to use that code. And uh, let's recap uh, last weekend for me. So last weekend was a good weekend. Um, Could have been a massive weekend if Marcel Aitman didn't get injured. Now, he played the entire first half and just never saw a snap in the second half. Um, Like He was getting peppered with targets. I was watching that game, and I was like, oh, man, this is going to be a big, big game. And then just never came back. So... That really, really sucked. But the rest of my lineup, we mentioned Nick Holly at negative ownership. He went off uh thanks to the touchdown. Uh now he did play almost hundred percent of the snaps, which is nice, but um, yeah, that was that was great uh to get Holly at low ownership there. I ate the chalk with silvers, I ate Pearson chalk, uh I ate Kirkland chalk, he was fine. Blake Jackson was a bit disappointing, but the snaps were very clearly there. And then I played the Brahams deep the Orlando or the uh, uh what was that? Is that Seattle or Orlando? Wait, no, hold on were San Antonio, yeah. So that's the recap. Um, had a good, very profitable day over or weekend overall for XFL. Hoping to keep it going for week three. So let's talk about it. And uh, oh, if you are looking for more in-depth content, you can check my Patreon link down below. So I tweeted this out a couple days ago. This is all the data from the first two teams for the wide receivers. Now, I have every single piece of data for running backs, wide receivers, quarterbacks, tight ends overlisted on Patreon. So if you guys are looking for all this info, you can check my Patreon link down below. Also offer a lot of other stuff, player pools, live streams, videos for, you know, the main showdown slate. So if you guys are interested, you can check my Patreon. Again, this is uh, really, really helpful data to see, uh, you know, what the players played, how many routes they ran, you know, targets, all that good stuff. And we'll talk about some of that in the video here. Uh, now, so we'll start off with the quarterback position. And for the quarterback position, there are four quarterbacks that played 100% of the snaps Ben DiNucci, uh, AJ McCarron, Jack Cohen, and Drew Plitt. Now, I do think Drew Plitt has a chance to be benched. Um, he did not play great, play, uh through 15 or 15 of 30 for 120 yards. So uh, I think there is a chance that Plitt uh, might not play 100% of the snaps next week. Maybe we see some Kyle Sloter. We'll see. But the three quarterbacks I'm relatively confident play the whole game unless something weird happens would be McCarron, would be Denucci, and would be Jack Cohen. Those can be your safest quarterbacks, in my opinion. I think the ceiling, probably the highest in a guy like DeNucci, just for the way that they run the offense. right? They play a super, super up-tempo, fast-paced offense. I like DiNucci. Uh, I mentioned I liked McCarron as a contrarian quarterback. Lastly, that worked out in a big way. I believe he was the highest scoring quarterback of the week um, on week two. And then Jack Cohen is, you know, going up against Houston, who play a bit bit fast, and he's still playing 100% snaps, so I think he's a reasonable play as well. The rest of the quarterbacks are all kind of tournament-only plays. We'll see with DC. um, You know, I think there's an outside chance that maybe Derek King picks up a start. If that's the case, I would like him. He's a guy that has a lot of rushing upside. I mean, Tamu does too, but the snaps are a bit disappointing for him. Jordan Tamu played 69% snaps. King played 31%. Uh, for Vegas, you saw Huntley play 73% of snaps. Luis Perez played 27%. Um, for Orlando, it's like a split between Lynch and Francois. And then Brandon Silvers played 68% of snaps. I still have some interest in him just for the way the Houston runs their offense, but it's a bit concerning that they bring in Cole McDonald a lot near the red zone. McDonald is their rushing quarterback, so... It makes Silvers risky, right? I I think you can still play him, but it's not great that, you know, he doesn't see a a ton of red zone snaps. Okay, so we got a running back. Let's go team by team, so it's a little bit easier to talk about. For Seattle, um, so last week one, Knox played a lot and Ellison did not. Week two, it was Ellison playing a good amount. He played about 70% of snaps, um, had three targets on eight routes, and had 10 carries. The downside is, though, he's still, like... These running backs aren't, they're, they're mainly in there for pass blocking. Right? They're, they're blocking a lot. They're not running an insane amount of routes, but I do think Ellison's at least interesting there at 4-6. I don't have any interest in Knox unless something changes. On the Vegas side, so pretty unappealing. They played three running backs. Rod Smith did play the most, so if I was to play one, it would be him. He finished with 38 yards on the ground last week. Moving on to Seattle, so Brian Hill got the surprise scratch. Last week, and uh, you you saw a pretty even split with Durant and Kareem Walker. Um, You did see Mateo Durant get 13 carries as opposed to only seven for Kareem Walker. So maybe a slight edge to Durant if Ryan Hill's out again. But Kareem Walker's also a lot cheaper, only 3.9K. On the DC side, so they only have two running backs, which makes, I think, both viable. You saw Abram Smith and Rykel Armstrong basically split the snaps, and they basically split the carries as well. This is a run-first team. You saw uh, 12 carries actually for Abram Smith and 14 carries for Call Armstead. So I do like both DC backs here in Smith and in Armstead. Um, again, only two running backs in the team. Most, most teams have three running backs. So I like both DC backs. Move on to Orlando. Uh, Orlando's another team that only has two backs, but this team, just not great offensively. You saw John May Martin and Kelvin Taylor. Once again, pretty even split, nine carries for Martin, Eight carries for Calvin Taylor. Martin, 7.8K, so I don't know if I can pay that price point for him. Calvin Taylor, 3K. If he plays half the game again, I think he's at least in consideration for salary relief. We've gone to Arlington. So on the Arlington side, I think one of the better running back plays, the slate is going to be Davion Smith. He played a lot week one. He played a lot week two. Played 63% of the snaps. Um, had seven carries, five targets. I think he looks like a really, really good option. Fair price point at 6.5. So I like Davion Smith. Don't think I can get to Ford or Killens. Uh, they just didn't see enough run for me to get to them. 20% for Killens, 29% for Ford. Finally, San Antonio and Houston. So, Keelan Bellage was massive chalk and was a bust. I faded. Got a bit lucky because you still saw the snaps there for Bellage He played 63% of the snaps and had 12 carries. Just didn't do anything with those carries. Jacquez Patrick had uh, 10 carries, played 32% of the snaps. So, I still have interest in Balazs. Like, if he's going to continue to play 60 to 70% of the snaps... He is a guy that has a ceiling. You know, we saw Week One him having a really good game, uh, eighty-four yards in the ground with three catches. Back was Patrick. I think is an okay contrarian option. Again, he still uh, got mixed in with some carries as well. And finally, Houston. So Max Borgi, I was a little bit tilted about that late touchdown, not gonna lie, because I felt like he was a bit overowned. He played fifty-five percent snaps at the running back position. Um, they still have Nick Holly listed as running back, even though he's a slot wide receiver. And then the other running backs, Lee and Bryson. Allen didn't really play enough for me to get to them, so Max Borgie, he's expensive, he's still running some routes, like not a ton he had uh he ran seven routes had three catches on those seven routes, so like he's he's gotten kind of lucky first couple games with the amount of catches that he's he's gotten like if he continues to run seven to ten routes a game, like he's not gonna average three four catches, but he is in one of the best offenses in the league, and um yeah I, I think he's firmly in play there at the top. I don't think I can get to Lee or Bryson, but Nick Holly. I mean, he's a wide receiver. So what I want to keep an eye on for Houston is, last week, we got news that uh, Treville Harris was inactive. Now, if he's inactive again, that makes me have some interest in Nick Holly. Nick Holly played, I believe it was like 70% of the snaps week one. Week two, he played 94% of the snaps and ran 33 routes. I mean, he's not a running back. He's, he's a slot wide receiver. So, If that happens again, yeah, sign me up for some Nick Holly. You know, I mentioned him as a contrarian play last week. No one played him. I think the ownership will jump a bit on him, but yeah, I I think he's still a good play there. All right, so let's talk about wide receivers. On the Seattle side, uh, Seattle's one of my favorite teams to target once again. Just the way that they run their offense. Snap counts, you are seeing a couple guys play majority of the game. Pearson played almost 100% of the snaps. Blake Jackson played about 80% of the snaps. Seven targets for Pearson, six targets for Jackson. I think once again, both look really, really good. Um... Pearson will probably be the highest on wide receiver in the Slate, but I have no issue eating that chalk. Blake Jackson still played a ton. These are guys running a lot out of the slot. I like both quite a bit. Now, Josh Gordon got some ownership last week. He played 65% of the snaps, only had one catch on two targets. So I still think he's viable. Like, if he continues to play 60% to 70% of the snaps, he's a guy that can look to in the red zone. Still has some big play upside, so I think he's okay, but probably ranks behind those other two guys that I mentioned. And then... Uh Jordan VC's one name uh, I wanted to bring up because he played 63% of the snaps and he is uh the flat min price. So if if that continues, then yeah, I think a, a min price VC is a little bit intriguing. So Vegas, I mean that game was super ugly. Um disgusting. It was in the rain, no one could move the ball. Um gross. None of the Vegas wide receivers did anything because this team just it was raining, ugly weather. Um you still saw three wide receivers still play majority of the game. Bedette, 78%. Martavis Bryant, 71%. And Allison, 67%. Uh, but they just didn't have any catches, so this team just couldn't throw the ball. Now, this is a bit of a different matchup here against Seattle. Maybe it's not going to be, you know, a tsunami. <laughs> so maybe it's actually be decent weather. And, uh, yeah, I think once again, Bedette, Allison, and Bryant are, are decent contrarian plays. Um, they all busted last week because they're just, they could not move the ball. But the snaps were still there for these guys, so... Uh, and this is a game, again, Seattle will push the pace that I, I think these are fine contrarian plays. You know, we saw the big game from Jeff Bidette week one. Uh, everyone was quiet week two, but those three, I think, are still viable for me. I don't think I get to anyone else. St. Louis, so for St. Louis, um, and Marcel Aitman was playing like 100% snaps in the first half and then just never came back. I still want to find out what happened. Like, did he get injured? Did he just get benched? Did he say something at halftime? Like, what happened to Marcel Aitman? So, No one's going to play him. Absolutely no one. But if we get confirmation that he's good to go and is actually starting again, I do have some interest. They peppered him with targets in the first half. So I still have my eye on Aitman. I want to keep an eye on the news, though. The rest of the wide receivers, you saw 94% snaps for Shepard. And then Akeem Butler kind of stepped up with Marcel Aitman getting banged up. Butler found the end zone as well. So he would be a guy that would benefit if Aitman does not play. And Shepard played uh, a majority of the game. And he played at 94% of the snaps, had three catches on three targets. Austin Proles, the other guy I'll mention, still played a decent chunk in the slot, about 50%, had six targets and four catches. Reasonable price point there at 5-5. All right, so moving on to the D.C. Defenders. Um, This is another team that kind of struggled offensively, didn't move the ball a ton through the air. There are two wide receivers I think you can target for this week, Chris Blair and Josh Hammond. Chris Blair played 97% of the snaps, Josh Hammond played 78%. Blair, six targets. Hammond, seven targets. But Blair's the flatman, price 3K. I think he's certainly in play if we continue to get those type of snaps. And then Josh Hammond, um, again, had a decent game as well with the targets. So Hammond and Blair, I think the guys I would look to. We can't play Azar. He's just not getting the snaps. The snaps went down. Lucky Jackson as well. He only played about half the game. Uh, so no one really else here. I will mention Ethan Wolf, their tight end. There's a few tight ends that are viable. He played 79% of the snaps. He is 2.7K, so you want to look to him as a punt play, I think it's at least viable. Orlando and Arlington. All right, so Orlando, and I'm shocked looking at these numbers. I watched this game. I was like, no way did that happen. Charleston Rambo, once again, played a ton. He put 86% of the snaps. He played 100% of the snaps week one, 86% of the snaps week two, and just did nothing with them. Super, super frustrating. One catch on two targets. He ran 39 routes. How is that even possible? So once again, no one's going to play Charleston Rambo. If those snaps continue, I, I still have interest in him for tournaments. If he's going to play the entire game, you've got to have at least a little bit of interest in him as contrarian play. The other wide receivers, it was kind of spread out. So they played six wide receivers. Eli Rogers played the next most, 64% of the snaps. He had one catch, which was a touchdown. No one else played more than 50% of the snaps. You had Lance Lenore, formerly of the USFL, come in. Um, recently signed. He played about half the game. He's the flat min-price. Maybe he plays a bit more this week. Just gets, learns the playbook a bit better. So, Uh, but yeah, not not a ton here on the Orlando side that I love. Oh, and then Cody Latimer is one of those tight ends that um, did play a good chunk. So, played 67% of the snaps, ran um, 34 routes, and had five catches and eight targets, and found pay dirt again. He's only 4.1K, He's been their best receiver. Again, he's a former NFL wide receiver. I like him for value. So he's actually my favorite play on the Orlando side. And if you want to get different, maybe you can look to Rambo or Rodgers. So Arlington, again, Sal Canala is another one of the tight ends. He's probably the best tight end to target um, for the XFL. He played 91% of snaps and 35 routes at four catches and four targets. I think he's, once again, a good play. Again, Arlington is a team that plays relatively fast, but not as fast as Houston and as uh, Seattle, though. But the Arlington wide receivers. So they played one, two, three, four. They played five wide receivers. Um, three wide receivers played over 50%, over 50% of the snaps. That would be Tyler Bonds, Juan Winningham. Uh, he was on the Jags practice squad. And then Jordan Smallwood. Um, Bonds and Winningham were the most active, had four targets, uh, but only one catch for Winningham, zero catches for Bonds. So if you wanted to look to those guys as you know low owned plays, I don't hate that. Again, Bonds still seeing a lot of opportunities. He's the flatman price. And then Winningham did catch a touchdown uh, on his only catch. So those two, I think, are a little bit interesting. Don't know if I get to anyone else, though. Um, Smallwood played 54% snaps. The snaps went down on Aracondo, but only played 31%. So probably would be Vaughn's and Winningham. But again, Canelo would be the top option for me in Arlington. And then finally, San Antonio and Houston. So San Antonio, um, we saw... Where is or oh, They're not in the player pool anymore. Their receiver, well, Landon Acres, got injured. It was put on the IR. So uh, that opens stuff up for San Antonio because he was their best receiver week one. TJ Vasher uh, really uh, got a snap increase. He played 92% of the snaps. Jalen Tolliver played 90% of the snaps. So those would be the top guys here. Vasher is a big body wide receiver. He's only 3.7K. I like him for value. And Jalen Tolliver, once again, played a ton. He's a little bit more pricey, but those two stand out to me as pretty solid options. If I had to pick a third, it would be uh, Roberson, who played sixty-nine percent of the snaps, had seven targets, and he is the flat min price. So uh, he it was inactive week one, but had a big week week two. I don't know, and it's not updated yet on DraftKings, but he he was heavily heavily involved. All right, finally Houston. Houston, probably the best team to target for wide receivers once again. I mean, either Houston or Seattle. Um, Burnett, Kirkland, basically both played 100% of the snaps. Uh, Burnett was a bit of a bust, but Kirkland was still involved, had two catches and six targets. Um, so those two, once again, I, I like. I know both didn't do much. Burnett only had one catch and he fumbled. Kirkland only had two catches. But if they're going to play 100% of the snaps, yeah, I, I them. They had big weeks, week ones, not so much in week two, but the snaps were very clearly still there. And if Travell Harris is out, again, I like Nick Holly. And then we saw Cedric Bird, uh get some run, too. He didn't play a ton week one. He played 37% snaps in week two, had three catches and three targets. And then another slot receiver, Ben Putnam, um, had uh, four catches and four targets. So he'd be another, you know, kind of sneaky play that I think is in consideration as well. Um, and then let's see. So anything else I wanted to mention? Oh, then for San Antonio, Alize Mack was, was one tight end that I, I did forget to mention here. He is, where is he? Oh, he is a 3,400. Um, he ran 19 routes, had four catches and five targets. So he's also viable uh, as in punk play. And then the defense position. I mean, defense is such a high variance position. I, I hate that it's still included, but... I mean, you're probably, the chalk defenses are going to be going up against the bad offenses. So, like, Orlando really struggles offensively. I think, you know, Arlington will be a popular defense. Um, D.C. hasn't been great offensively. Maybe Seattle will pick up some ownership. Uh, Vegas has struggled offensively, I think, uh, or St. Louis. I think Seattle will pick up some ownership. So, I think those would probably be the chalky defenses going up against the bad offenses. But, really, you can make an argument for any defense on this slate. Um, just because any defense can get a pick six, right? So that's going to wrap it up the video. Again, guys, if you have been enjoying the XFL content, just make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. If you want all that data, player pools, live streams, videos, everything, breaking out your own slates, all that good stuff, you can check out my Patreon linked down below. Appreciate it as always, and we'll see you in the next video.